Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. Oh, boy. Hello. Hi. This is Cinebuds. I'm 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about Boys State. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am. Seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. People like that stuff a lot. Boys State is a documentary on Apple TV. And it is about Boys State, which is a political camp for boys. Uh, Boys that are 16 and 17 go to Boys State. This one is about Texas Boys State. And for an entire week, you spend um, you spend the week forming a government. And so you start off and there's two political parties. They have to form their campaigns. They have to form their platforms. They have to vote for a governor and then, you know, politicians all the way down. And so it's this little microcosm of what happens in the country. And then this documentary is a microcosm of kind of like all the reasons why politics are terrible. And we're indoctrinating our youth with it. And we're indoctrinating <laughs> our youth with it. It is just such a, a great little tiny shot at like why larger politics are the way they are. And you just like, you just see how it happens. Uh, Christopher, what's your hot take? What did you think about Boy State? The film, uh, the film is great. The film is a really great documentary, a real great inside look at this very uh, genuinely kind of frightening and yet also hopeful uh, camp. Yeah. Camp. It's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all bad. But it, you do see how this stuff takes form in people, not just in the camp. It honestly has nothing to do with the camp for me. It's just you see these boys come to this camp with all these notions that they've had, either from themselves or from their parents or from, you know, the community they live in. And then you see it play out when you give them the power of adults in government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, the film is fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. very impressive. When I, I went to True False Film Festival, it was definitely one that was talked about quite a lot while I was there. Oh, cool. Yeah. As a documentary, it functions really well. It's a documentary where they like they start off and they follow a couple kids. You show them like signing up for Boy State, and then you like follow these characters through the whole thing. And that is just like that's great because you see like the rise and and the fall, or you like they do an excellent job of picking who they pick to follow. And um, they did a great job there. And those characters then kind of like tell the story. There are uh, characters that are like hopeful and there are characters, there are good ones. There are bad ones. And then there is Renee. Oh, wonderful, beautiful Renee. Renee is our King. Uh, (laughs) If you, if you, if you watch it, you will find out why Renee is so fantastic. And you should, because it's yeah. great. Um, I also thought that Boy State was great. I, I think it shows it, it shows a lot of the bad, but it showed the political process, you know, which like I am familiar with. And uh, you see how this stuff plays out in real life. And then it's like, wow, of course that would happen on the small scale when that's happening on such a big scale. 
But I think that overall, it was a great, a great look at this, a great look at like how politics work on a large scale and a big scale and a very well run documentary. Winner of the Grand Jury Prize at Sundance Film Festival, I should point out. Ooh. I know. All right. We're going to talk more about this uh, once we get back. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. Okay, and uh, we're back, Christopher. Yes, we are. That is true. I think this movie was really well done. Um, It starts off with this warning of political parties from George Washington like starts off with a quote and you're like it's like such it just immediately sets you up to be like okay um two-party system problematic and then it goes like right the first thing is this quote from like brave new world and it's just like it just like does a great job of like that world building and kind of like setting it up to be um for you to like look at the small picture and then you really get into it. And uh, I agree that first five minutes of this film, I was, I was already shocked. I was genuinely already shocked. Yep. They start with a quote from George Washington. And it's one of those things where they show you the quote first and then they say, Oh, then they phase in who said it because yep. it sounds like it's incredibly current. <laughs> right. And they're like, Oh, surprise. That's uh, a million years ago. Somebody predicted this essentially about, and I'm going to horribly uh, uh, paraphrase, but it's essentially about how the government is not going to represent the people if it's used poorly. Right. Then they go into this classroom where they're talking about 1984 and Brave New World and about how technology is going to make people into egoists and uh, the government is not going to represent the people. It's going to work for them. their own motivations and then it shows how politics is a game and games are about winning and how you will do anything that you have to do to win because it's a game and it's not you know it's it's not something else and so you have to do whatever it takes to win and then you have some guys that you know are like yeah we exploited controversy exploitation and blowing up drama is you just see how it it brings out the worst quality yeah the whole time i'm watching it i had to constantly remind myself these are 16 and 17 year old boys all in a group all fired up and hormonal so maybe it's not this bad when they're adults i don't obviously that's not the case it's obviously that bad when they're adults but seeing it on that scale it's almost like this is how you imagine it is but just people screaming usa usa uh, making dick jokes uh, to try to get people yeah. fired up and avoiding the issues. For sure, avoiding the... I mean, one of the most interesting things is that um, it's also like how these kids have learned from from current politics. It's not yeah. like that this is inherent, you know? It's not that that what happens in Boy State is what 
um, is bound to happen. It is like these kids are learning from example. And yeah. you can see that like one of the examples is that it's kind of best when your party has no agenda. When your yeah. party has <laughs> no real plan or real um, real tent poles or real ideas, because then once you have real ideas, then those can get picked apart. And we're in the Republican National Convention right now, and they just released their agenda, and the entire agenda is just Donald Trump. You know, yeah. it's like that is the Republican agenda is just one person. It is no, there's no details, there's no vision, there's no idea, and that is it's much less easy to attack that way. Yeah. It's easier to get people fired up. It's easy to get people fired up and it's, it's easier to understand as well. It's simpler. And so that is like, kind of like you see them sidestep complexity at every single turn and you see people try to say, Hey, we should be complex yeah. and we should, we should think about these things and we should have, it. and then you just see how that gets destroyed right away. Yeah. One of the most like interesting characters is Ben Feinstein starts as this, like he is this intellectual guy who is like, I am policy based. That was his like whole thing in the beginning. He was like, I'm a policy wonk. I like, that's what I'm good at. That's what, and that's what I want to bring to this table is being idealist. And then at the end, he basically is like, I sold my soul to the devil and I'll be judged after I die. Yeah. And I am comfortable with that. He started out wanting to run for governor because everyone in there has to choose what they want to run for, what offices they want to do, what positions they want to hold. He started off wanting to yeah. run for governor, and then he realized he probably wasn't going to make it in. So what he did instead is became – I forgot what his position was called, but essentially it's like he's a campaign manager almost where he was just devising the plan for how they would – they'd be perceived. And he, he easily – slunk into the position of uh, manipulation, uh, distortion, spin. Yes. He was the party chair uh, who has yes. to like provide the platform. And basically his, his entire platform was like, let's see what they do and then uh, complain about it, you know, right. and then, and then uh, accuse them of bias and yeah. then blow up their drama. It, it was like, that is, that is politics at its worst. That is poli seeing politics as a game and how you win it. And that is where we are politically right now. Yeah. So it is like, it's no wonder that he is, is doing this and that. Yeah, no, he, he represents like, it's the same because he's a kid. He's a kid and he's, you know, and we're all kids. We're either influenced by our friends or the people we're around or our parents. So you're 16. So I feel bad for this kid essentially being sort of the villain of the, of the, I mean, he does, he's not pure evil or anything. He, he, he does some sweet things in the film and he makes connections and they're awkward teens. So they're trying to connect and I get it. I will yeah. say though, the, the real hope in this film comes from a couple, actually two or three main of the main kind of uh, uh, people they f follow around. But the main one that I'm just, I'm just so hopeful about is Steven Garza who's yeah. essentially, they, they divide them into two political parties. He becomes the candidate for governor from his political party. Yeah. This is the most, one of, I should say, because there's another one in there, one of the most adult 16 or 17-year-olds I've ever seen. Absolutely. Uh, definitely in this film. He has his stuff together. And everyone else, literally, 
I'd say 70% of the kids are going up there. They want to, they make jokes about it. They want to secede. That's what they want to do uh, because they did that a year previous and it made the papers. They want to just get attention or they're playing they, the political game. Yeah. Or they get up there and they they're, make jokes and they go, they try to get people to go woo as much as possible. And then you hear Stephen Garza go up. He does appeal to that a little bit. He gets people fired up like you should in a political speech. But man, you hear the sincerity in his voice. He sounds like a 35 year old man. Uh, and you hear him talk about his experience and you hear him talk about his policy. And this takes place in Texas, we should mention. So a ton of these people are very pro-gun, pro-life. Um, it's a very it's it's predominantly conservative. You get Stephen Garza as a nominee who wearing the Beto shirt. He's yeah, he's he's a pro. He says he's pro-gun, but he also has some very common sense uh gun legislation yeah gun legislation he wants to talk about because he organized uh um, a march for life when one of the school shootings happened so he's definitely a left-leaning candidate but he still finds a way to appeal to a very conservative audience it's he he's impressive he's a really impressive young man and i really like the way that they played him where they show like the guys going for governor and they show robert mcdougall and he's this like you know, tall, uh, masculine, macho, real, like, guys, guys, kind of, like, bonehead. Just the, going, be, just entirely yeah. on uh, he's male. He's the Matt Dillon. He's the Matt Dillon. Yeah. This, this he looks and just like they, Matt Dillon. And then they show, he does. And then they show Stephen Garza, and they, they, they play him off as being kind of lost, because he was lost. You know, yeah. it's he's really struggling to like figure it out, and he's like he's not as good looking, and he's kind of shorter, and isn't as gregarious. Uh, yeah. yeah, but then he really steps up when they when they have to make a speech, and he really um, like he has that part down. You you can see that uh, that he has that, and he 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 is an inspirer. And essentially, it comes down to: Are people going to vote for? inspiration and are people going to vote for a strong idea of the way that things should be or are or do or does exploitation work you know yeah. or are people voting for the drama they're just voting for the cheerleader yeah and robert mcdougall is an interesting character i don't, i feel like i almost don't want to talk about him too much because there are genuine surprises in this film Sure. Okay. I will say Robert McDougall started out to me like, oh, this is the exact kind of guy. He's going to become the exact kind of guy because, again, they're kids uh, that I would not like. But he probably will go far and he still will go far. But he he surprised me a little bit uh, throughout this film. He's really good because he's really honest. He's just kind of like they have a couple interviews of him where he just he just says the things, you know, and he is he he's he's really like ends up being an open book which is really like great for the the like the greater narrative of this yeah so i thought that was he's, really great he's uh, it's interesting because he's honest to the camera but not necessarily yeah, totally. within the confines yes. of voice day which is great but yeah. now i think we i think it's time that we got to talk about uh mr renee we got to talk about renee because renee is hands down the best character in this he's scene stealer Renee needs a movie of his own. Renee needs a TV show of his own. Renee needs yeah. to be, I need more Renee in my life. 
the good thing about it is that we're going to get more Renee in our life because at the end of the film, they sh- they take a few of the characters, they show what they've done afterwards. <laughs> Renee immediately was speaking to audiences in these uh, in these kind right. of. I don't know. Was, I forgot. It was like a scholarship. He got one of the one of the two scholarships at Boy State. Yeah. He he is just this. He's the smartest guy in this movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Um. How would you describe Renee? Renee is like doesn't take any guff. He's very honest. He also knows how to play. But however, I say honest, but he also knows how to play the game there at Boy State. Very well. Um. He had to take some crap from people, but he gave it right back. He's yes, sassy. He he's smart. He's eloquent. He's smarter um, than everybody. He's smarter than everybody there. I mean, he uh, get talk about like him and Stephen Garza. They speak like they have lived uh, three times longer than they have. That they're in like, sixteen, seventeen. But my favorite thing about him is that he wears tiny grandma Ben Franklin glasses. Renee in the readers. Oh <laughs> my God. They show him like just like being on his own and he's like tall, confident, and he's like taking shit and giving it. And he is like got everything under control despite being attacked relentlessly because yeah. he is a minority and young white boys will attack that. And he just gives it right back. And then they like, Cut to a scene and he is wearing these tiny readers and it's like, oh my God, what a look. (laughs) I think when I saw him and it was seriously, it was in the background, but you, you just laser focus in on it. And I believe I out loud said, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the future when he Mm -hmm. is in a rocking chair on his front porch? Uh, he's got these tiny glasses, and I'm like, the confidence it takes for a 16-year-old boy to wear tiny Ben Franklin glasses in front oh, of a room. so good. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's just amazing. He's he's the most personality in this film. Yeah. Between, like I said, between him and Steven, I, it's the most, they're the most hopeful human beings that you see in this film. I'll be honest, there's a couple other people in there that I'm like, uh, well, let me, this is a good example. At the end... Uh, again, I don't want to spoil much, but um, so there's everyone's leaving and then and, and they're saying goodbye to each other. They really form a bond. It's like summer camp, you know. You form yeah. a bond to these people real short, real quick. Heck yeah. But Stephen Garza, um, you know, they're about to leave, and there's this tall, like Stephen Garza is Mexican. Uh, his he's first generation uh, American. Yeah. But he's of Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's short. He's like a kind of a little chubby and again, really quiet, but he makes a yeah. huge effect on these people while he's there, which is amazing. Huge. But this tall, white, bulky Texan dude walks up to him at the end, tells him, you're one of the most honest people I've ever met. I really hope we keep in touch. And that dude is weeping. Yes. He's got tears running down his face. And Stephen yes. does too. It's this, this like your sensitive youths, you're being affected by this kind of big idea. And these two people you think that would be at odds politically, you know, I, I imagine they're, they're night and day, but he goes up to him tells him how honest he thinks he is and how, what an effect he had on him. That was incredibly touching. And had someone not been in the room while I was watching it, I would have been losing my mind crying. Yeah. <laughs> I kept it together though. I don't want nice. to brag. It yeah. It together. yeah. That was yeah. a great moment. So good. It's it's really well shot. It's a really great peek at this process. And they do show you at the end. I love the credits. They show you some of the people who've been to Boy State. Yeah. Uh, kind of prominent people. Yeah. 
The most disturbing one, because it was from Missouri, my home state, was Rush mm-hmm. Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. Rush Limbaugh's in there. Rush Limbaugh went there. Uh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker went there. Dick Cheney. Um, but the, the we was just looking this morning. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Who'd have thunk it? You know who else went? Who? Justin Barney. Wait us. Oh, this is a shocker. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I held it on for 20 minutes. I no, went to Badger Boy State. You went to Boy State? I went to Boy State in Wisconsin. I remember I didn't know what it was. And then my guidance counselor like pulled me into her office. And like we didn't even like really know each other. And she was like, I have to nominate two boys for um for this thing, Boy State. It's like a political camp for boys. And I I just I just feel like this is a thing that you would be interested in. And boy was she right. Um <laughs> And so she nominated me. I went through the process. I had to like write an essay or something like that. I had to like apply and interview and um, I did it. And then I went to Boy State. Uh, it was, it's Badger Boy State is what they call the one yeah. in Wisconsin. And it's in Ripon, Wisconsin. Um, and so I did all this. Well, and how so was it? it was, it, it was, um, it was similar in a lot of ways and it was different in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a, a camp, you know, the like, I, the things that I remember years later are like the friendships that I made. And right. I like still talk to some of those guys and uh, that is wonderful. Um, but also uh, the politics were different, you know, yeah. this, you know, you see the outcome of this movie and uh, I know that this is not the natural outcome because that is not the outcome of what it was like when I was there. It was yeah. different. It was not, debasing the other side and name calling and blowing up drama and memes and exploitation. It was two sides fighting for the greater good, which I think was like, uh, I mean, it, which is not, it, not to say that that's what politics, you know, were like in, yeah. you know, the early to late 2000s. Right, right, right. When I went, it was a reflection of the politics at the time. Yeah. And now it is a reflection of politics at the time. It is not boys state is what really happens and then po- to like politics at large. You know, this doesn't work up. It's not like this is something that is endemic of the larger process because this is what it looks like at the smallest scale. No, this movie and this process is a result of politics at large. It is it is What's going on now at a small scale, it's not what is going now is this at a large scale. You see them come into it with these notions that they brought in from, again, probably their parents, probably their community. And they're using similar phrases. They're even coming up with a slogan during it. And they start using contemporary slogans to compare to what they're going to come up with. They very That's a simple ex, uh, uh, example, but they, they really do come in packed with the time they're in. Yeah. Our boy state was a lot more like positive and solution driven than that's great. Was. They do have moments of that in this film, but they do. you, but you obviously for the, I mean, they show you some of the backbiting and the de- yeah. deception as well. Well, this is quite a bomb you've dropped. This is exciting. <laughs> and had that been me, I could not have held that on till the end. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who I remember went to Boy State when I was in high school. They went to Missouri Boy State. So every state has a Boy State. Is that what I'm understanding? Because that's the thing I didn't totally understand. 
As far as I know, every boy, okay. every state has a boy state. It did seem like all of the ones there were Texans, but I just wasn't sure. But yeah, uh, they went to Missouri boy state and uh, both of them are very successful right now. Like uh, they're in the entertainment industry, but um, they, they both had that kind of drive and uh, that I, that you can see a lot of those kids had. So it's funny. I want to talk to them about their experience and see how different it was. Yeah, for sure. Boy State, go see it. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite memories from Boy State was? What's that? In this movie, they show the talent show. <laughs> and oh, I forgot to talk about the talent show. Let's chat. It's, and it's like, it's also so interesting how everyone gets into like their own thing. And it's like, you only have a week, but there is like, there's a news team here and there's like entertainment. And it's like, you know, the, like every single industry, people just kind of like go where they like what fits. And I remember the talent show and uh, I was one of the guys like in our group was really musically talented yeah. and uh, it was, it was cool because he like knew all these instruments and and stuff like that. And then we like got to this hall where they were going to do the talent show and there was a piano on the stage. And it's like, while it's like while everybody is filing in for some reason, he was like, just went up to the piano, probably was not supposed to, but did anyway and was like i'm gonna entertain these kids as they walk in this, this guy is just a natural entertainer yeah. and uh, he, he gets up to the piano and he goes out to the crowd and he's like what do you want to hear and i was like oh this is gonna be a disaster and uh, one of the guys was like um i didn't even know what the song was by sticks <laughs> it's an odd choice for that uh, time frame but continue and he just goes into it really and he and he and it is a complicated piano song and he absolutely nailed it and it was just <laughs> it was like he was david blaine you know it's just like i looked around just slack-jawed teens just being like he's doing it he, it was a joke and he just nailed it and it was like one of the most impressive things i've ever seen <laughs> And it was like one of the things I remember most. I, this is what happens to me. This isn't a good example of me being a jaded adult. I immediately think, so that what here's what I would have done. That kid told the other kid, he goes, listen, I'm going to say, what do you want to hear? You say this song because I know how to play that. I mean, it wasn't because I was with him all day. So yeah. unless he had like deep planted it being yeah. like, Hey, I know at some point within the week there'll I'll be at a piano, which is, which I think would be, you know, nearly impossible. To know. It goes deeper. This was years <laughs> right? of planning. Just, <laughs> K-Pilot yeah. goes immediately into conspiracy territory. Yeah. yeah. It's nobody likes it when I do this and I can't, I, I suppress it nine times out of 10. <laughs> But one out of ten times, I'm like, I'm about to ruin a thing you like with. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so cynical. <laughs> Literally every uh, every like internet video that someone shows me, I'm like, that's fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, fun a ton, tons of fun. Um, did you see anything? Have we? Do you want to talk about anything else we've been watching? You know what I have been watching? Yeah. No. NBA basketball. Oh, you do love your oh. b-ball. You love your orange ball. Oh, my God. It has it. it been good. <laughs> Watching NBA basketball has been amazing because we haven't had sports. And basketball is the only sport that I watch. And 
I really enjoy it. And uh, we, we like just didn't have it for so long. And now it's back. And not only is it back, it is, we're in the first round of the playoffs. So every day this past week, Basketball has started at noon and has gone until 11 o'clock at night. So there's Jeez. just basketball on literally the entire day. And it's been so much fun. And I love it so much. Well, I'm happy for you. Is it? Do they do the uh, the fake crowd sounds? Oh, yeah. They do the fake crowd I kinda sounds. I kind of like it. I was at home and my dad was watching baseball and I listened to it. I'm like, you know what? I do find it soothing. Like, it would be oh, weird yeah. if it was silent. And I, I was okay with it. Yeah, it's it's... Uh, it's better than nothing, yeah. for sure. It's it's not the energy of right. a full crowd, and you really do realize how much uh, a crowd does. Like, because momentum is like a huge thing in basketball. It's like a game yeah. of streaks, and so you like need that momentum to like ride out a streak or to like to go on one or to end one. And uh, without it, it's you know it's a it's a bit of a different game, and it's definitely like. A, the worst thing for the Bucks because for the first time, you know, since the 1970s, we have we were going to have home court advantage throughout the entire finals, and like we really need it, and that's such a huge advantage to going into the playoffs. And it was like this is going to be our season. This is how we're going to win because we have home court advantage and the best team in the league. And now um, it just kind of like negates that advantage, which is a real bummer. We've been struggling. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you all to our new podcast. It's called Orange Ball. <laughs> and it would be really funny if we had a sports uh, podcast because I, I could do I could go my whole life without hearing about sports ever again. Right. And it would be lovely to have you talk and then me just shit on it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. Like, right oh, now, are they even playing, or is this all just one big? Uh, you know, are they doing it on the computer? Or have you heard like, of CGI uh, much? <laughs> it's more it of a ball to me. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of them. Well, I did not. I did not watch sports, but I did watch. I rewatched Beauty is Embarrassing, which is one of my favorite documentaries. Oh, that's so good! Favorite artists, and I should watch it every day because it always inspires me to make stuff. So, love it. Great um, NBA playoffs and beauty. I also been watching this series called Alone. Yeah, you seen that on Netflix? No, it's like a survival thing, and like I don't watch any reality TV. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't watch any reality TV. I and I don't like competition shows. Just like yeah. two things that just don't really appeal to me. Yeah. Um, but a Survivor Man reality competition show, yeah, I am in. And That's so I it. watched like four episodes last night. Yeah, I agree. Uh, reality TV is another thing that makes me not fun because I hate it so with such a passion. Like I've gotten in arguments. Too. I got in arguments with my girlfriend about it because she watches some of them and then. I can't. I won't even be in the room because I hate listening to them talk. Right. <clears throat> I do like some competition shows. We have been watching Top Chef, old Top Chef, just because I'm so into food right now that I find yeah. it fascinating. But yeah. I don't like the reality aspect of those competition shows. Like that's and my least favorite thing. This one is like the reality <clears throat> we had at the worst is just like, hey, let's get a bunch of people in the room to like cause a bunch of drama. Right. And right. Alone is yeah. I guess you don't have you the exact the same titularly kind. <laughs> <laughs> alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that must be better, yeah. yeah. I can see the appeal. Well, that's great. Yes. All right. Boys State, go see it. Get it on Apple TV. And then remember to cancel your subscription. Or 
you know, go with it. Or Central enjoy Park it if you there. like. Or, yeah, stuff or, it. or pay for it if you want to. Um, but you should watch it because it's great. Okay. Um, Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. He's the best around. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. He's the disc. I saw him on the lake the other day. Um, also, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the licensed lab. Oh, boy. Bubbly, bubbly, bubble sounds. Yeah. Uh, we also get support from Associated Bank. Oh, the nicest. Thank you for associating with us. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on that. <laughs> K-Pod is like, I'm the one that does jokes right now. Yeah, I make <laughs> Yours sense. are subpar. No, I'm uh, glad you said it. I'm very happy you said it. <laughs> thank you to uh, members of Milwaukee Film and 889 yes. Radio Milwaukee. Wonderful. And uh, finally, thank you to the joke master himself. Who's he? The one and only Christopher Pollard. Stop it. Didn't go to Boy State, but still will thank him. No one wanted me there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. That guy with the conspiracy theories. (laughs) Yeah, I would have had a very different independent party there that no one would have cared about. All right. See ya. Bye, everyone.